Hello everyone, it's Dan Torres again, and what day is today? It's Monday, and I promised you two episodes a week, so I am going to give you an episode today, which is Monday, and an episode this coming Friday. This is episode 60. How many of you have a commute to work? I think, uh, 99.9% of us did before COVID. Um, And then during COVID, obviously, majority of us stayed home and teleworked and all that good stuff. And now that everybody's pretty much back in the office, some of us are either continued to telework uh, because our our bosses let us, um, or we're back in the office and we're back to a commute. But um, I read an interesting article um, recently, and it's written by a couple of, uh, professors. One is, uh, Matthew Pizarek out of Wayne State University, and the other one is Christy McElpine, um, a professor of management from Rutgers University. And let me just... Just wanted to make sure that I was recording because it wouldn't have made any sense for me to be talking and there's no recording. But the article starts out, for most American workers who commute, the trip to and from the office takes nearly one full hour a day, 26 minutes each way on average. Um, for me, it's my commute to work is approximately 40 minutes uh, with good weather on a good day. Um, if it's bad weather, snow, ice, it could take uh, anywhere up to uh, 50 minutes uh, on so, in some cases. But on average for me, it's about 35, I would say, yeah, 35 to 40 minutes one way. So, yeah, it kind of fits right in the mold here, almost a little over an hour. So they say 26 minutes each way on average with 7.7% of workers spending two hours or more or more on the road. Now, again, this is just an article that I, uh, I found and by no means am I saying that this is gospel and that these two, uh, professors, um, are the gospel, but just, I just thought it was interesting. Um, and I just wanted to kind of talk about it. Continuing with the article, it says, many people think of commuting as a chore and a waste of time. However, during the remote work surge resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic, several journalists curiously noted that people were, could it be, missing their commutes. Um, I mean, I, and I'm going to get to this a little bit later, but I mean, for me, you know, the, the commute is a double-edged sword. You know, for one, it's you know, I gotta, I gotta drive to the office. And then when at the end of the day, I got to drive home and it's, you know, like I said, 35, 40 minute drive. But what I found is it's, it's good. Um, it's, 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 it's a good for me to decompress. It's good. And which we're going to talk about here a little bit. Um, I can listen to a podcast or, or in some cases I just travel in peace and quiet and I kind of dig that before uh, I get home. Um, Continuing with the article, one woman told the Washington Post that even though she was working from home, she regularly sat in her car in the driveway at the end of the workday in an attempt to carve out some personal time and mark the transition from work to non-work roles. Um, like I said, it's, it's, 
I use it as a, as a, you know, kind of decompressing of the day, turning off the work mindset as I'm driving home. Um, or if I'm driving to work, I am, you know, getting myself ramped up for the beginning of the day. Um, and it's just a good, you know, you leave, let's say, you know, at the beginning of the day, you leave home and you've switched off the home person and now you're in the commuting phase to get to work and now you're starting to ramp up to, okay, I'm getting ready to go to work. And, you know, and you start thinking about, you know, some of the things that you, you have to get done during the day, et cetera. And then at the end of the day, you turn off the work mindset and your commute home or to the gym or to the grocery store or wherever is in is a transition of okay now I'm getting back to being the 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 dad the parent the husband the wife um, you know whatever the 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 coach um, you know you're you're changing your 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 mindset is changing because you're now in a different role and then eventually say you get you know if, if you're going home then you turn back into the uh, the the parent role the spouse role etc. As management scholars who study the interface between people's work and personal lives, these two professors sought to understand what it was that people missed when their commute suddenly disappeared. In their recently published conceptual study, which I didn't look at their study, um, they argued that commutes are a source of liminal space, which they define liminal space. And when I say liminal, it's spelled L-I-M-I-N-A-L, liminal space, which is a time free of both home and work roles that provides an opportunity to recover from work and mentally switch gears to home life. During the shift to remote work, many people lost this built-in support for these important daily processes. Without the ability to mentally shift gears, people experience role blurring, which can lead to stress. Without mentally disengaging from work, people can experience burnout. So I guess a good example is a person is currently, uh, a person was teleworking and let's say that their work, their telework space was, uh, in the upstairs, uh, bedroom or office space. And at the end of the day, when they log off their computer, literally the time that it takes to turn off the computer, close the door and walk down the stairs or into the next room. And they are now in, thrust into that next role. So they, they left a, a, uh, an employee or a worker role. And within a span of 10 seconds, they are now in the home role, a parent role, spouse, whatever. And so they, they, they did not have, or they didn't get that, that uh, time to wind down and decompress and, and realize, you know, they, so they may be upset about something that happened, um, at work. And when I say at work, you know, uh, upstairs in their telework space, you know, they could be, you know, or they could be stressed out about a deadline or something like that. And they've literally had zero time to switch gears and decompress and go like, Hey, I want to be the best version of myself for my, for my spouse. I want to be the best version of myself for my kids. 
And if I only have 10 seconds to decompress, it makes it extremely hard. And then that's where you get into these, the, the struggle. We believe the loss of this space helps explain why many people miss their commutes. And I think I already said that. So it talks about commutes and liminal space. In their study, the two professors wanted to learn whether the commute provides that time and space and what the effects are when it becomes unavailable. They reviewed research on commuting, role transitions, and work recovery to develop a model of a typical American worker's commute, liminal space. They focused their research on two cognitive processes, psychological detachment from the work role, mentally disengaging from the demands of work, and psychological recovery from work, rebuilding stores of mental energy, mental energy used up during work. Based on their review, they developed a model which shows that liminal space created in the communal, I'm sorry, commute created opportunities for detachment and recovery. Just like we said, it, it, that 15, 20 minutes, if it's that little, um, provides that opportunity to switch gears, basically to, to switch, switch hats to whatever role you're getting ready to, uh, to, to become. However, they also found that day-to-day -day variations may affect whether this liminal space is acceptable for detachment and recovery. For instance, train commuters must devote attention to selecting their route, monitoring arrivals or departures, and ensuring they get off at the right stop, whereas car commuters must devote consistent attention to driving. Yeah, I mean, even though um, I'm driving home or I'm driving to work, I can't completely detach. I mean, I have to pay attention to the road. If it's dark, I have to make sure that I'm looking to make sure that, you know, up here where I live in, in rural country, I'm making sure there's no deer that are crossing or jumping out or any um, additional um, animals or, or people. And I also live where Amish live and make sure that there's no Amish wagons or buggies driving around. So you can't completely detach. And if, if the weather's bad, you got to pay attention. You got to drive slower. Um, so there's all, there's all, all those things that come with basic, um, driving skills. Um, and then it talks about like, if you're on a train, you can't completely just go to sleep because you got to make sure you get off on the right stop, um, et cetera. We found that, or the researchers found that on the one hand, more attention to the active community means less attention that could otherwise be put forward to relaxing activities like listening to music and podcasts. On the other hand, longer commutes might give people more time to detach and recover. So like I said, that's what, that's what, you know, that's what I do. I, I, I'm paying attention to the road and I'm, I'm doing basic driving skills, but I'm also decompressing by listening to a podcast or, um, sometimes music, but mostly it's, it's a podcast. Or if I don't feel like listening to anything, I'll just turn, I'll, I'll just drive in silence because in, in a, that, that kind of helps me decompress as well. In an unpublished follow-up study, the professors conducted them. Um, they examined a week of commutes of 80 university employees to test their conceptual model. The employees completed morning and evening surveys asking about the characteristics of their commutes, whether they shut off from work and relaxed during the commute, and whether they felt emotionally exhausted when they got home. Most of the workers in the study reported using the commutes liminal space to both mentally transition from work to home roles and to start psychologically recovering from the demands of the workday. Their study also confirms that day-to-day -day variations in commutes predict the ability to do so. 
They found that on days with longer than average commutes, people reported higher levels of psychological detachment from work and were more relaxed during the commute. However, on days when commutes were more stressful than usual, they reported less psychological detachment from work and less relaxation during the commute. So, uh, you know, you can see that obviously before the whole pandemic thing hit that um, having a commute was a, was, was a double-edged sword. Like I said in the beginning, it was, you know, on the negative side, you, uh, you know, I have to spend time driving to and from my, my workplace. And, you know, that, that takes time and I have to get up earlier and I have to blah, 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 what all that good stuff. But then on the positive side, it, it helped people transition to their, their other role. And, you know, and I, I can attest to that. Yeah. It's, it helps you. Like if I, if I'm getting ready to go coach, you know, some sporting event for uh, one of my kids or whatever. I mean, I can use that commute to transition to, okay, now I'm going to be a coaching role. Uh, now I'm going to be a husband role. Um, now I'm going to be a father role. Now I'm going to be, you know, whatever it is. Creating liminal space. The findings suggest that remote workers may benefit from creating their own form of commute to provide liminal space for recovery and transition, such as a 15-minute walk to mark the beginning and the end of the workday. Their preliminary findings align with related research suggests that those who have returned to the workplace might benefit from seeking to use their commute to relax as much as possible. To help enhance work detachment and relaxation during the commute, commuters could try to avoid ruminating about the workday and instead focus on personally fulfilling uses of the commute time, such as listening to music or podcasts or calling a friend. Other forms of commuting, such as public transit or carpooling, may also provide opportunities to socialize. So that's, again, just an interesting article. I mean, again, take it for what it's worth. I'm not saying it's it's the gospel, but I do believe that we, you know, we as a working society need to have, you know, those roles. I mean, it, it becomes difficult if you're going to be in that mode all the time. If you're going to think work, 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 and, and, and you're going to get home and you're going to bring your work home and you're going to do that. And, you know, and there's no time for you to detach from the worker mode before you get into the um, whatever hat you're going to wear for the, after you get off of work. So, like I said, my commute's about 40 minutes on, in good weather. Um, it's, you know, so there's there's benefits to, to, to the remote life. Obviously, you're saving gas, wear and tear in your vehicle. Um, but aside from that, um, you know, it does offer that, you know, at the beginning of the day, it offers that ramp up for the beginning, for the, for the work day and get you ready for, to go into work. And then at the end of the day, it helps wind you down. Um, like I said, I listen to podcasts. I, uh, sometimes music, but, um, and then if, if I don't like, and then other instances, just peace and quiet. Um, and I just think, you know, I think it's a good, it's good, good, good topic to discuss, you know, another, another plus or minus on what, depending on what side of the fence you sit on as far as the teleworking, um, debate, but, um, yeah, I think having having a commute in some form or fashion is is helpful, and just like it said in the article, also. So if you're if you're you know teleworking, you know 
maybe besides the 10 minute, 10 seconds that it takes you to walk downstairs to, to, to the rest of the house after you leave your workplace, you know, you go for a 10 minute walk if you can, if, or maybe you go and do some exercise, jump on the treadmill, whatever it is to kind of ramp up and get you ready for, um, you know, your next role that you're going to, you're going to be wearing. So anyway, I thought it was an interesting article and, uh, hope you found it helpful, have found it interesting. And until then, I will see you on Friday.